and welcome to Mostly Rational. It is a podcast that we make sometimes. Thanks to everyone who has been submitting questions and content, and sorry for not recording for so long. I don't know if you noticed, but 2020 was a little weird. But now it's 2021, and since we have decided as a society that somehow that means something, we're back. Before we get started, how about we catch up a little bit? Tawny, how's life? What's changed for you since our May the 4th episode? Um, well, I believe since May the 4th, I came back to New York. Um, so that's probably the most significant thing. Mm-hmm. I am back home in in the place that I, I rent. And I've been here since June or July. I don't know. I think July. And yeah, other than that, life's pretty boring because... COVID. Yay. <laughs> Yay. The apocalypse. Hooray. <laughs> um, yeah. So we're 3,000 miles apart again. Last time we recorded, we were fighting over who needed to get closer to the microphone because we were right next to each other sitting on my trunk full of winter sweaters. Yeah. No, no, no. We recorded separately. We did? Yeah. Remember, like, episode 20, your voice is way different than mine because we're on separate mics. Wait, we did another podcast after the May the 4th episode? Yeah. I totally forgot. <laughs> oh, no. It was the dream episode. Oh, yeah, I, we did a dream I, episode. I guess I thought it was a dream. I do think that I was in California still, though. Yes, you were. We were just in different rooms. Wow. So you guys have been complaining that we haven't done an episode since May, and we gave you a whole other episode. Wow. Gratitude. (laughs) I I realized, so in 2020, we made four episodes. It's pretty sad. (laughs) Listen, like I said, 2020. It was a little weird. This this is why we switched our um, Patreon. Yeah, we did switch our Patreon to be um, where our patrons only ended up giving us money if we made an episode (laughs) instead of monthly because we were like, this isn't fair because we're not even making anything. So I hope you guys are ready to pay up, all three of you. I don't even know how many we have now. I'm I'm probably like one or two. Um, (laughs) I'm surprised that we have patrons still. At all. I know. (laughs) They're like, oh, you guys, can you please support us while we do nothing? But now we both have our fancy microphones and we um, have our fancy intentions. (laughs) Fancy intentions. (laughs) Hopefully, yeah, we will be more motivated. To be honest, I've just been super busy. Um, I know I said my life's boring, but that doesn't mean I don't have stuff to do and been working a lot more um, and have a lot of side projects going on. And yeah, Asia was working uh, seasonally, so. Yeah, I was working for UPS during their busy season, delivering packages. Turns out I had a great time. Never thought that that would be the job I liked, but um it turns out I very much enjoy just driving in my car by myself and delivering boxes to people who are so happy to see me because I'm bringing them their cool stuff. <laughs> people were leaving snacks for me. It was great. Seems like a lot more enjoyable of a job doing it by yourself versus when you're a helper and you have to ride in the same truck. Oh, it's so much better. I can't even express to you how much better it is. <laughs> oh, it's so nice. Speaking of awkward, boring conversation, should we get to the questions instead of the small talk? Um, I I don't know about you, Tawny, but I love small talk. How was the weather out there? <laughs> 
Tell me more. I, you know, I think that's the question that I've gotten the most since I moved here. Because people <laughs> are just like, isn't it cold there in New York? And I'm like, yes, it is quite chilly. <laughs> For part of the year. Yes, and it then, is. weird thing, it gets hot. <laughs> people are like i heard you're getting snow out there and i'm just like yes yes it does that on occasion the world does we've only really spin. had one big snowstorm so far but uh i'll keep you updated um I my big not. current life update is that i finally got my business license and i am attempting to start my painting class business over zoom now that the vaccine's here and people might not need that anymore yay nice well, I mean, you could always turn it into in-person in classes eventually. True, but then I have to see people. That was the beauty of this whole thing. <laughs> okay. Okay. How about we get to questions? Do you want right. to ask the first one? Sure. It's uh, not a question, but <laughs> our first question is from Anne and Red, and uh, they say Animaniacs is being rebooted. Get hype. Hype. Um, I never watched Animaniacs, and wait, what? I don't get hype. You never watched Animaniacs? No, I wasn't allowed to. I'm sorry, I'm just having trouble. <sighs> what? <laughs> <laughs> we grew up in the same household. <laughs> uh, yeah, we weren't supposed to watch Animaniacs. I know, but that doesn't mean we didn't. Okay, but like, <laughs> I also just, it wasn't like, it wasn't that interesting to me. Well, so. when I, I was like five, that show came on. I think that's when it, around when it started. And mom didn't like me watching it because she said they were brats. And she didn't want me learning from brats. Yeah. But dad liked it. <laughs> yeah. And he would explain the jokes to me because a lot of times I didn't get the jokes and he was laughing and I was like, what? But what I didn't really even care about the Animaniacs themselves. What I really liked was um, Pinky and the Brain. I liked the side cartoons. Mm, yeah. Animaniacs, I just, I think also it was on at weird times by the time I was old enough to maybe yeah. care to watch it. So I just never did. Just like how everyone quotes Spongebob at me and I'm like, I've seen maybe a season. Uh, <laughs> yeah, not even we didn't that. have cable <laughs> growing up. And so I think Animaniacs was on channel 58 WV and it was mm. that channel was hit and miss as far as its watchability because yeah, it was pretty fuzzy sometimes. Static. Yeah. Um, I do intend to eventually watch this rebooted Animaniacs. I've heard interesting things and I do love cartoons. And now that it's probably about more current events, I might actually understand more of the jokes because I'm an adult and I watch the news. <laughs> I'm so old. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm going to go on to our next actual question um if you had to choose a sponsor and this is also from in and red if you had to choose a sponsor who would it be a sponsor hmm if we had a sponsor would they just pay us to advertise or would they also send us their products that's what i'm trying to think about like do i want to go with the most honorable sponsor and they pay us money and i'm like so proud to represent them or do i just want to get the best free stuff hmm. i mean i would love to be sponsored by a company that would just send me a Pokeball every day. <laughs> but I can't think of a company. Wow, you are not be. thinking big enough. <laughs> what? what could be better? <laughs> I don't know. Free car? <laughs> oh, free an trips? airline. Yeah, an airline. Yeah, that'd be cool. Or, you know, it would be nice to be sponsored by a company that could actually send us things that 
um, contribute to our, our podcast and recording abilities, um, or like producing software, things like that. I don't know. Um, I would like to be sponsored by a company that incentivized me to go find more interesting stories somehow. You know, how about since we both have Rode NT USB mics now, we, we, uh, could have them. Cause we cough, could, Rode, cough. Ge- we could genuinely recommend them. Maybe. I don't know, Road. Um, if we do a good enough job editing and making this podcast <laughs> so they don't we, puke when they hear it. <laughs> we do own them. <laughs> but, you know, you will only hear our thoughts if we're sponsored. <laughs> yes, no comment. The The whole podcast is in itself a review now. Thanks a lot, Tawny, for giving that away. <laughs> um, all right, our next question is... You guys have a weirdly spotty knowledge of pop culture. Oh, I'll go ahead and put a question mark on the end of that because it's not a question as is. You guys have a weirdly spotty knowledge of pop culture? Um, I'm just going to say this person has a weirdly spotty knowledge of what a question is because half of these are not questions. <laughs> yeah, um, Tawny did not see the Animaniacs, so I mean, what do you expect? <laughs> I I would be more interested in this in this non question if he gave us some examples because I don't know what my blind spots are. It's just that the person who who sent this has the most ridiculous like taste in a lot of a lot of things. <laughs> so I don't know if they're one to talk, but I am curious to know like a specific reference of a pop culture thing that we didn't know. The thing about pop culture knowledge is that while it can be fun. And um, it can also be useful in communicating with people, connecting with shorthand. I feel like if you wanted to know everything, you'd have to spend literally your whole life doing nothing (laughs) but consuming (laughs) what's going on around you instead of living any kind of life of your own. I feel like a big loser a lot of the time because of the amount of, like, uh, TV and movie references that I know. I know. And... Other people don't get when I'm quoting them, and it's really sad. And then I realize how much of my childhood was spent watching TV. I was thinking recently about how um, a lot of movies that we've seen, we didn't just see them once, twice, thrice, four times even. <laughs> Hundreds of times, Aisha. <laughs> so many times. It's because so many people had, like, capable growing up and they just like watch different things or you know other kids like went outside or did things with their families like how many Um, times do you think we watched that movie flowers in the attic (laughs) i want to say at least 15 times at least there's no way it was under 15 (laughs) i mean that movie creeped me out a bit so i don't think it was like up there in my my list it's just weird Um, that we watched it more than once (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but, like, the amount of times we watch, like, The Fifth Element or... Jurassic Park, It Takes Two. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know if we have a weirdly spotty knowledge of pop culture. I think that we have a very um, thorough knowledge of pop culture for our age and generation. Yeah. I think there are some movies that we have not seen and I do not intend to see that are pretty embedded in popular culture but i'm like eh, i can just read the highlights yeah also i just i just don't care (laughs) anyway yeah (laughs) next question why do i keep sneezing you know i would like to know (laughs) you would like to know i would i tawny would like to know do you keep sneezing um i yes (laughs) (laughs) i do 
I keep sneezing. Well, do you it's think it weird. might have anything to do with the infestation of black mold in your basement? Um, there isn't. I tested the mold. Mm. It's not black mold. It's but just mold it is black. regular mold, which can cause hay fever. Um, I don't think it's that. I think that I am a human being with nostrils, and sometimes dust gets in there, and then it, like, it makes me get a little sneezy. So maybe they should dust their house. Maybe, yeah. Um, it's... Sneezes are sneezes are funny things, and I'm just like, why do we keep doing this? And then I'm like, this is why, Donnie, you gotta keep stuff out of there. <laughs> yeah, you gotta keep. Stuff I hate out of this nose. whole sentence. <laughs> I hate all of this. I was trying to make a joke, it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta keep stuff out of your face. Anyway, holes, why or does, it'll jettison out of your why face? Does, holes. Why does it? <laughs> Why does Ann in Red keep sneezing? Um, I don't know. He's not providing us any information. This is like an episode of House where they have to like go break into their house to find out what's actually going on because the patient won't tell them anything. I'm sorry to say, but it, in this time of um, this time, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you probably have COVID because that's not even that's a what... symptom of COVID. <laughs> we did a whole episode Who about even this. Knows. <laughs> Um, Asia, have you seen like the updated COVID symptoms list? Uh, there is it's like every pretty much everything. It is everything. <laughs> um, which oh man. Yeah, here's a little bit of TMI. I have chronic skin issues, and I had uh such an issue on my toes recently, and my stepdad was convinced I had COVID because of this <laughs> thing going around called COVID toes. COVID toes is a thing, um, I know, but, it's, but it has I don't nothing have COVID to do. <laughs> has nothing to do with uh, what is likely like eczema or whatever on your toes. Yeah, that's just my skin being bad at being skin. <laughs> I was gonna say like I don't want this in the podcast, but <laughs> so anyway, fun. back to the podcast. Okay. Oh wait, a train's coming. No, not a train. You gotta wait to do your your side tangents till there's a train. It'll come often enough. Oh, I should have known. Should have thought about that. You should have. Shut your face. Shut your face. And stop sneezing. Stop sneezing. There's no reason to sneeze except there is. There's never a reason to sneeze. You know, I really like sneezing. It feels pretty good. There's, like, this little euphoria. But it also hurts really bad sometimes. I very rarely have sneezes that hurt. Most of my sneezes are just, like, an, a miraculous relief and, like, a hit of euphoria. I love it. I love sneezing. <laughs> um, I sometimes sneeze so hard it makes me feel like I have ruptured an organ and broken my ribs. <laughs> It's so dramatic. (laughs) (laughs) So, our next question is, you read poetry? What's your favorite poet? Or who is your favorite poet, is what they should have said. (laughs) I'll take lyricists as answers. That's good. I I don't really have a favorite poet. I think if you'd asked me in high school, I probably would have said Edgar Allan Poe. But I don't think I've read enough poetry to actually have a legitimate favorite. Um... But I have found a couple poems recently through a friend of mine. She posted them online, and I really liked a couple of them. And the first one's called The More Loving One by W.H. Auden. That's A-U-D-E-N, if you want to look it up. And then this other one, Dirge Without Music by Edna St. Vincent Millay. I'm not going to read them, but I really love them, especially The More Loving One. Cool, cool, cool. 
Any lyricists? Um, you know, I've always liked Colin Malloy of yep. The Decemberists. I knew it. I knew that's what you were going to say. I know. I knew you knew that's what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of songs that make me feel like they are poetry. I feel that way. I think about the, uh, some of the Mountain Goats stuff. Mm. Maybe Neutral Milk Hotel. I don't know. But definitely the, the Decemberists and Mountain Goats. I was going to say... I really like the song In the Airplane Over the Sea, Neutral Milk Hotel. Mm. Like, I just really like those lyrics. I don't know if it's my favorite. And I... Asking that question as far as, like, lyricists go, like, I can't... There's too many. There's too many. Like, really good um, lyricists. And it's like asking, you know, what my favorite song is. And I'm like, you know, I really like a lot of things, a lot of songs, a lot of music. Um, as far as like poetry, poetry, I, I'm not very much into poetry. Um, I also did appreciate Edgar Allan Poe a lot, uh, in school and I still do. It's one of the, one of two poetry books that I own is Edgar Allan Poe and the other one is Tennyson. But, you know, actually, I think my favorite poem is by Asia Sanchez. <gasps> what? And it's, <laughs> it goes like this. Love is blind. It cannot see. It missed my behind and hit a tree. <laughs> when did I write that? I was like 12 or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you wrote that in high school. But Really? I think, yeah, I think it was, like, for some random dumb assignment. I don't, I don't know. think so. I think that I just wrote that one for fun at home. Oh, maybe. I don't <laughs> know. I remember there being a drawing along with it, and yeah. it just was so funny to me. That's what tells me that it was just for me. <laughs> <laughs> I also wrote this poem in high school, though, for, for an assignment. <clears throat> there once was a vulture named Larry, who feasted on beasts dead and hairy, said he to the goat in the desert remote, Good, I'm allergic to dairy. And that's the only limerick I've ever written. <laughs> um, so I have a poem that I wrote. I've written, I don't know, a, a normal amount of poems because school, but a couple outside of that. One of them is on my old Tumblr and one of them is on a secret writing Tumblr. What? Um, what? <laughs> I will find it. <laughs> nope, you will not. And anyway... Um, I also have a secret Tumblr. <laughs> but here's the thing. I really, I do like, I appreciate poetry, but I never like seek out to read it. I, and I just prefer music so much more. Like, and I, I love finding music where the lyrics are just like really impactful. Um, and I try to like write songs like that and where they would be, you could read them without the music and it would be poetry. Um, but yeah, I don't have much more to say about that. And that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> Next question. How come you only have 10 podcast episodes on your website? That's Tawny's fault. Uh, no, it is not. It's Tawny's fault. 100% my fault. It is 50% my fault because it is 50% Asia's fault. <laughs> Because she also has access to upsa update yeah, our website. Yeah, but the thing about it and why it's Tawny's fault 100% is that she made the website and she knows how to do it and I don't know how to do it. And Asia, she thinks that just because she tells me how to do it means that I will remember how to do it when I need to do it. It's literally WordPress. I don't it's know how to use WordPress. 
drag and drop. That is all there is to it. You drag the file into the website and then it's like I boop. just have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Shut <I> just... <laughs> you've no you've used HTML and that is much more of a skill yeah, than it takes. Yeah, but you guys Tawny does web development. She knows this would be a lot easier if she just did it. <laughs> I'm busy. That's why. Anyway, so... <laughs> well, that's why, friend. No, it's because Asia is too lazy to figure it out. It's because I'm busy not doing that. Anyway, would you like to ask the next question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your favorite spoiler for a movie or TV show or book? Just rattle them off. <laughs> Just All right, so you guys may want to fast forward. Do you want to actually say some spoilers and then tell them how fu- No Mandalorian spoilers because I'm still watching Clone Wars. Okay, let's spoil things that we've both seen and then we'll tell them how far ahead to skip. I'll come back and put the time for them to skip right here. Okay, Asia from the future here, recording on a different microphone to tell you that we are going to spoil the following movies and shows. Star Wars. The Empire Strikes Back. What happens at the end of the third Hunger Games movie? Who Katniss ends up with in Hunger Games? Spider-Man 3. Who dies? Who tried to kill Mr. Burns? Who does Odo date in Star Trek DS9? Whatever happens to Data's brother in Star Trek The Next Generation? Doctor Who. Who takes over for who? Castaway. Do we lose any treasured friends? Harold and Maude. Does everybody make it to the end? Edward Scissorhands. Are his hands still scissors at the end? Do they ever become spoons? And inner space. Do they ever go to outer space? If you don't want any of these spoilers, then you can skip all the way forward to 24 minutes and 28 seconds. So there's um, Darth Vader's Luke's father. <laughs> Your turn. <laughs> I can't. It's like literally every movie. There's a spoiler. Like okay, if you say, Rose dies." <laughs> what is that? A Hunger Games? A Hunger Games? <laughs> oh, she gets with Peta. Oh yeah. Um. Let's see. What other movies are there? <laughs> what other? Those are the only two movies you can think of. <laughs> Star Wars and the Hunger Games. Do you even like the Hunger Games? Now we get to really show off our spotty knowledge of pop culture. <laughs> Harry dies at the end of Spider-Man 3. Maggie killed Mr. Burns. I mean, what? shot. Shot Mr. Burns. She didn't Asia! <laughs> I have not seen that. Tawny, that came out in the 90s. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> it was a big deal. Spoilers! <laughs> oh, well, I was about to, like, say spoilers from, you know, DS9. <laughs> it's like... Do it. Go for it. Loxwana, Troy, Loxana, Troy, and Odo get together. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Data defeats Lore. Spoilers. David Tennant takes over for Christopher Eccleston. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then after that, Matt Smith takes over for David Tennant. Yeah, and then after that, it's um, Peter Capaldi. Peter Capaldi. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love Peter Capaldi. I don't know why his name escaped me right then. I was like, something gadidi. So I have like a list of movies that Aston hasn't seen and like a group of us have been like watching them mm -hmm. weekly and going through. Here's the ones that we've watched so far. Harold and Maude, Castaway, Forrest Gump, Edward Scissorhands, Inner Space, The Man with One Red Shoe. Um, I know we watched others, but I don't have them written down. So Aston has seen these now? Yes, he has seen these. Okay, so Wilson dies. <laughs> You wouldn't think it's possible, but it is. Because <laughs> he's he's a ball. <laughs> a volleyball. 
Um, Harold and Maud. Maud dies. Maud dies because she's a billion years old. Edward Scissorhands. Uh, Winona Ryder pretends to be an old lady and it's disgusting. And then Edward Scissorhands apparently lives forever. And we don't know, like, how he eats, but that's it. He just <laughs> lives in his castle. <laughs> <laughs> It's inner space. Well, he gets out of the inner space <laughs> get to be and does, again. <laughs> does not go into outer space. Martin Short <laughs> does not get the girl. <laughs> yeah, sad. Yeah, okay, I'm done with this. Like, <laughs> we've spoiled many things. Wait, wait, wait. Does the man ever get a second red shoe? <laughs> you know, I really wasn't paying attention. <laughs> I, I know I've seen that movie. Does that have Carrie Fisher in it? It does. That's like all I remember about that movie. <laughs> I totally did not remember her being in it or I didn't know who she was when I watched it. I don't know. I mean, I knew who Carrie Fisher was, but I had never seen her outside of Star Wars, I don't think. So it was just like... Did you know that when Carrie Fisher was cast to be in A New Hope, she had never even seen a single Star Wars movie? Asia, that's very funny. <laughs> Already saw that joke on the internet. It wasn't really that funny. Stop seeing all the jokes. If, if you had, it's it's a lot more obvious to people if you say episode four, but you know, like, since I already saw the joke. Next question. You like jazz? You like jazz? I never realized that was, so like a Seinfeld thing, right? And then he does it in a B-movie too. Wait, that's a Seinfeld thing? Because for some reason when you said you like jazz, I automatically did a Seinfeld impression, but I had no idea it was actually from Seinfeld. Yeah, I was doing it as, I mean, I know I've heard it in other things, but I definitely know it from Seinfeld. And then I was watching a B-movie for some reason, and he says it in there too. (laughs) Okay, definitely part of my brain knew that it was Seinfeld, because otherwise why would I do a Seinfeld impression right then? Well, I mean, I did it at Seinfeld, so. Well, so, I've seen a B-movie. I saw a B-movie recently. (laughs) I still forgot. Do you like jazz? I do like jazz. I like some jazz. I don't like I used smooth to think jazz, I hated jazz, but I like pretty much every other type of jazz. Yeah, I don't like smooth jazz for the most part. I specifically like early jazz the most, I think. I used to think I hated jazz because all I knew about jazz was what mom would listen to on the radio, and it was like smooth, smooth jazz. jazz. And it just reminded me of music. elevator music, and it made me feel carsick. <laughs> I think it was the car. It was probably the driving. Yeah, I probably just do some bad associations. But yeah, I found out, and I was even in jazz band, and I still didn't really like that jazz that much. I don't know. It's only in really more recent years that I found out that I do like some jazz. I like more freeform jazz. I like early jazz, like Louis Armstrong vibes. Yeah. Next question. Last podcast, you mentioned merch. You actually have merch? No. They do one of those, like, XD smiley faces. Um, no. (laughs) We don't. We put four podcasts out in 2020. Do you think we have merch? (laughs) Our our website is ten episodes behind. (laughs) You think we have merch? We have two patrons. You think we have merch? think we have merch? Um, I mean, it would be cool if we had merch, but I can't imagine who'd want to buy it. Although, judging by this XD smiley face, maybe this guy. He might, actually, because just knowing him, he likes merch a lot, so. Mm. We'll just make merch for him. (laughs) Asia, what do you think about streaming via Twitch slash YouTube? I hate it. I 
hate it. Yeah. Wait, I... do you mean for us? Because that's what I hate. It's fine for other people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want everyone else to hear how we sound live. I don't mean anything. This is the last question from Anne and Red. However, I agree. You know, honestly, I don't mind the streaming part. I don't like the fact that there's video involved because if you saw the location I was in right like that I'm in currently the way I am set up to record (laughs) it's absurd (laughs) so like you know I'm in my pajamas I've got like my constellation pants on and I'm just squatted down on my floor leaning up against my closet with my mic and computer set up on a stool uh and that's that's about it, but... I'm actually sitting at a desk. I'm feeling pretty professional right now. See, I have a desk. It's just that it's out in the living room where it's kind of echoey, so I wanted to reduce the amount of echo. Or I, see, I, see. I, I also just really, really hate being on camera. Don't want to do that. I don't that, mind so. being on camera so much, but I don't have any use for Twitch because I don't play games. <laughs> The times that I have played games and they've been streamed, oh my goodness, it's so stressful. Ah, no. I like watching highlights of streamed games, like just the funny parts stitched together on YouTube. But I don't Mm. really like watching things live, I think, because I am impatient. I need to Mm. know that there will be good parts. I will watch Smash Bros. live. It gets pretty intense. It's uh, I don't understand Smash Bros. enough for it to be. It's like when I try to watch football and everyone's like, yay, or boo. And I'm like, (laughs) oh, did something happen? (laughs) Yeah. It's boring because I have no idea what I'm looking at. (laughs) I guess. I think that Smash is a little easier to understand because it's like you have a ledge, you have people... Someone goes off the ledge and dies, and it's pretty obvious they died. (laughs) I mean, there's obviously a lot more to it when it comes to, like, professional gaming. However, you can still tell, like, when something significant happened. I guess. I think I'd just usually rather be playing than watching other people play, no matter what it is. Yeah, I mean, I also like to do that. But I do not like when I have played and it's been streamed, which hasn't been very much. The tournaments I've been to, I've managed to, like, avoid being on the streaming TV. (laughs) But not always, and it's stressful. Anyway, um, I also have been on the other side one time where I was trying to be a commentator, and that was horrible. I did not know what to say. So, yeah. You just have to talk really fast like you're an auctioneer, and then nobody will actually know what you're saying. And then you say, ah, look at the guy over there on the turtle, and he goes, whoa, and then you bang it up, and whoa, whoa, like that. <laughs> Yeah, I think that you have to have, like, a good a person to bounce off of. And I think, you know, our podcast, we we can hold a conversation, right? But um, that's not always the case. Also, when, it, when it's something like that, it's very specific what you're supposed to be talking about. Okay, Tony, I think, get, get this, though. I think it'd be funny if you and I commentated a game, and I would do nothing to learn <laughs> what anything's about. <laughs> And I would just okay. be like, oh boy, the spiky turtle guy. And the, Are you and, saying and that you, we should stream via Twitch and YouTube, Asia? <laughs> yeah, and you just be like giving actual commentary and correcting everything I say wrong. And I'll just be making up whatever. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> okay, let's do it. I'm down because that would be really annoying but hilarious. <laughs> That's why it'll be funny because you'll be so annoyed. That'll be so annoying. <laughs> All right, so we have a few questions from another person, Lance. Lance. (laughs) Would you like to ask Lance's first question, Asia? Sure. Lance asks, 
You can only invite three people over to hang out, excluding family. Who would you invite? This is a big question on people's minds, I think, with these COVID times. It's like, who do you include in your bubble? For me, so far, nobody. No bubbles. No bubbles. No bubbles. My bubbles. Um, does this mean that we can invite anybody in the whole world and they'll come? Or does it just mean, like, people who are friends of ours? My guess would be he means friends, but he didn't specify, so you choose whoever you want. Okay, well, for real friends, I would like Ariel to come over. And, hmm, I want people who, hmm, this is harder than I thought. Because <laughs> I've made a lot of friends over Zoom this year, and I, like, want them all to come over. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. We'll have to do some kind of a whoever picks the shortest straw gets to come to my house. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's here's my three. Jermaine Clement. Oh, you're going the celebrity route. Okay. Brett, Brett McKenzie and Reese Darby. <laughs> Okay, that's And then we'll good. have a band meeting together. <laughs> that's pretty darn good. I should go celebrities because I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings by not being including them in my group of three here. Okay, I want David Tennant. Oh, Matt Smith. That's a good one. And, oh gosh, which direction should I go? Oh, man. Oh, this is so hard. Peter Capaldi. <laughs> I keep not being able to decide. Peter I, I, yeah, I'm gonna choose Capaldi because I don't think Chris will come. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know that Peter Capaldi would either, but I just really like him. I think Peter Capaldi would come. I think he would do it. He's a fanboy. <laughs> okay, but how about you don't invite um, Matt Smith and then you invite me over? <laughs> Sorry, your family. Oh, wait, no, it's excluding family, so I can come outside of the three you have to invite. Mm hmm. Yay! You, you're not invited, though. I don't care. I'm coming anyway. <laughs> Would you, like, just book a flight? If you you realize you live in my apartment? <laughs> if you knew they were coming over, would you just, like, immediately book a flight? Yeah. So you love them more than you love me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I see what it is. It's just, no, it's, it's not a matter of love. It's a matter of opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I'm just always here. And I'll always yeah. be here. Yeah. I couldn't die tomorrow. I mean, you could, but I've <laughs> I've, I've had quite a bit of you. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you, it's not like you got to it. You already interviewed Matt Smith. You got plenty of him. Yeah. I don't think, have we ever mentioned that on this podcast that I actually got to ask him questions? No. It's still weird that we let you be the one to talk. Yeah, it is. <laughs> The person who has the hardest time talking in public. <laughs> like, oh, let's let's ask the one who's the shyest. It was because, the, well, they came up to me to ask, so that's why. They were like, what? A young, cute girl is here? <laughs> let's get her on camera. <laughs> I think you guys just weren't paying attention. I think that's what, what it was, was. I was so nervous. I was so nervous that it wasn't going to work out because that's what I always expect to happen when I really look forward to something. Oh. And I'll, also, I was sick. I had like a cold or a flu, which is weird for me to think about now. I wonder how many people got sick at that convention. <laughs> and now I'm like, oh my goodness, how irresponsible of me <laughs> spreading my germs. I don't remember you being... I was so full of NyQuil, I mean DayQuil, and like a uh, monster energy drinks. 
That explains it. Yeah, I was very excited, but I did sound like an idiot, so I did not like watching it again. (laughs) (laughs) Sound like an idiot. Yeah, you did. But anyway. um... I'm all waving my sonic screwdriver in the background. Good grief. (laughs) I rewatched that vlog I made of that recently, and I was like, holy cow, this is so embarrassing. (laughs) <laughs> what a little pumpkin face nerd <laughs> i yeah well, pretty much all my videos are in private now so <laughs> i know i went i made a few more private um okay so next question what are some of the most important lessons you've learned in life goodness gracious well today i learned that tawny loves actors more than me uh not just any actors <laughs> doctor who actors. the doctors <laughs> Most important lessons you've learned in life? Hmm, that's a simple question. I think we can bust this out in about 30 seconds. (laughs) Easy peasy. I have learned that while you cannot actually trust everybody to have the best of intentions, it also saps your life force to assume that people have the worst of intentions. That is a pretty good important lesson. Mm-hmm. to have learned. I keep wanting to think of something I've learned as an adult, you know? But mm-hmm. I think I learned a lot of the important lessons as a kid. <laughs> um, and I think an important lesson that, sure, a lot of people know, but they don't necessarily use the information to influence their thought process, is a lot of people blame their issues on parents, you know? Or the, the life that they had growing up. And having the realization that your parents are just, like, two human beings (laughs) that had a child and quite often unplanned, like us. Even if they do everything in their power to do everything right and they're super loving, like, they're still gonna make mistakes. Realizing that is one thing and that's a good realization to have, but actually taking that information and using it to not only not make excuses for yourself, but also be more understanding of your parents and realize that they're just people and they're never going to be, like, they're not going to be perfect. And, like, you can relate to them as adults once you get to that point. Anyway, I don't know entirely where I'm going with this thought, but I think that it's just, like, it's a mental relief to kind of really meditate on that and (laughs) soak it in. That's all. Yeah. Oh, another thing I learned or I'm still trying to learn, is weirdly enough that, well, because I've always been told and have internalized (laughs) and actually do know for a fact that I have many lazy tendencies, despite the fact that I tend to think big internally, what I actually do tends to not be very big. But throughout the last few years, I've realized that a big reason for that is actually that Internally, I'm very, very hard on myself, and um, that can be very depressing and lead to inaction and paralysis because wow, it's like, Wow, welcome oh, to the club. <laughs> I can't do it perfectly. I might as well just die. <laughs> just, I might as well just lay here as a lump. So um, I've had to, like, it's, it's still hard finding a balance between, like, being too easy on myself and being too hard on myself, but being a little kinder to myself uh, seeing myself as an imperfect human being who's doing their best helps me get more stuff done <laughs> in the long run because I feel less weighed down by the burden of failure <laughs> than <laughs> sometimes the burden of failure of something I haven't even tried to do yet. So yeah, just uh, being a little nicer, like how you would treat a friend 
I know that's pretty common advice nowadays, but I think it doesn't hurt to be reminded, especially if you are like me and you struggle with OCD, because those thoughts can be very, very, I wouldn't say hard to push out of your mind, but you don't even, it's not even necessarily what you should do to try and push them out of your mind, because that tends to reinforce them. And I also tend to seek reassurance. (laughs) That's another classic OCD thing. So trying to make it a practice to be like, you know, give myself the benefit of the doubt when I'm feeling that uncertainty or having intrusive negative thoughts helps me to do more things and doing more things makes me happier. And it's a, it's just about trying to get in that upward, it's like a vicious cycle, but positive, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. an upward spin. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I recently was just looking back on something like I wrote for myself. So I have like this planner and it helps you to like set goals and stuff. And I don't know, to be honest, like I don't use a lot of the parts of it, the features that it has, because like it's very time consuming, like what they want you to do. But some of it I've filled out just for the heck of it. But one of the things I wrote myself, because it asks you, you know, what did you learn over the last month? And I was like, planning is not doing. (laughs) And yeah, even though I am the type of person to, once I start something, like I want to finish it and I will do everything in my power to finish it, but I do avoid starting things because the planning part is, is fun and it's like, ooh, this is exciting and I have all these ideas and blah, blah, blah. But then like, yeah, there's like this level of fear that kicks in. You're like, wait, (laughs) I gotta do this right. Maybe I need to keep planning and then keep planning and keep planning. Um, but at a certain point, you just got to stop planning and start. I don't know if that's like one of the biggest lessons I've learned, but it just like, you made me think of that. Yeah. Uh, it's funny. Cause I think we both get that thing where we don't start something cause we are afraid of <laughs> not succeeding. I, I do t- sometimes tend to start things and not finish them when they're for myself. But when it, if anybody else is involved, I, I will finish what I start usually, which is why I tend to not want to commit to things because I know that I will kill myself to get it done. (laughs) So I'm a little bit at both extremes in that regard. Okay. So number four, what are your biggest regrets? I will not be answering this question. Next. (laughs) (laughs) Biggest regrets. Um, I regret pretty much everything that comes out of my mouth. So good thing you have a podcast. Yeah. It's really difficult. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I mean, I hate listening back. I'm still surprised I got you to agree to do this. <laughs> I mean, but the thing is, like, there is an editing process, so that helps. But I, I this is why I removed, like, all of my old YouTube videos. And I try to remind myself that it's like, well, you've just grown as a person, Tawny, but I, uh, I regret a lot of my life. <laughs> the person I was and I hate it and I honestly I seriously get anything it's just because I have so much anxiety but it does feel like I regret everything I say like immediately even if it I know it wasn't it wasn't bad it was fine but yeah so it's hard for me to say like biggest regret uh, uh I know I have some but not that I necessarily share care That's to funny. share publicly Because when it comes to stuff that I've made, I'm like, I have a very no regerts attitude, you know? (laughs) Regerts. No regerts. But as far as life choices I've made, I have a few. Wait, is that a song? Gretz? I have a few. Is that a Queen song? (laughs) I don't know. I think I'm accidentally quoting Queen. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Regrets, I have a few. (laughs) 
Um, you know, it's like one of those things that's hard because I wouldn't be the person that I am uh, if I hadn't had to learn some hard lessons. But I wish, oh, I wish I didn't have like the PTSD of having learned those lessons in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> but it does make me grateful for the mistakes I haven't made because I uh, imagined what the consequences would be instead of experiencing them. <laughs> you know, okay, I have a regret that I can share with the public. And it's something I think about quite often. Um, it's not necessarily one specific event. So growing up, had a very hard time speaking basically to anybody. And as I got older, I, you know, could have conversations with friends or whatever, but like public speaking has always been horrible. But I still freeze when certain things happen. And, but I, I think I have gotten better about it. But I think when I was in school, one of my biggest regrets was not speaking up for people who were being, like, bullied, you know, or mistreated. And I always thought, like, in the moment that a lot, like, oh, you know, there's not much bullying that happens or whatever. But there was. It was just, it was a lot more subtle than what you see on TV. I regret, like, letting other people, what they thought of me, influence my actions. And... Not that I was, like, directly unkind, but you know, there were sometimes like, I pushed away certain people for dumb reasons, and um, I've seen people, either in high school especially, girls are mean to each other. Like, in high school and junior high, girls are really mean to each other, and I tried to stay uninvolved, but I really wish that I were to have spoken up during those times and just, you know, smashed it. Yeah, I was more... <sighs> I was more on the receiving end of the subtle bullying <laughs> growing up, um, but there are still things I regret. First of all, now that I look back, I'm like, okay, I'm not saying they should have bullied me. I'm just saying that <laughs> I might have bullied me too. <laughs> well, okay, I can give you an example of someone who really didn't deserve it, and these girls were just awful. Like, there, I was walking with one girl, and this is in like... I don't know, I think my sophomore year of high school. And I was walking with this one girl who was like, I don't know, I was kind of friends with her, but not really. And this other girl who I've known since like first grade was like walking in front of us. And the girl I'm walking next to comments on the girl in front of us saying like, basically commenting on the cellulite that she had on her thighs. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I I don't, I don't think I said anything anything harsh enough i just i like i looked at her like what are you doing you know but i didn't actually say anything that really helped the situation or defend the person that i've known most of my life (laughs) and i like i still feel bad about that because like first of all well there's just so many reasons there's so many things that are wrong with that situation oh it's frustrating and i'm mad at myself for not saying anything and that's that's like one example But there were a lot of situations like that where I witnessed other people being, like, unkind for absolutely no reason other than they're probably jealous of that person. And I didn't do anything about it. So I think that's, like, my biggest regret that I will share on the internet. I was... Yeah, like I said, on the more the receiving end of some of that stuff. But uh, at the same time, I, I, I used to dwell on that a bit and feel like resentment (laughs) about it. But I don't really so much anymore because part of the reason 
is just hindsight. But part of the reason is because in recent years, I've just seen the consequences of people who see themselves as victims becoming the bullies. Like, for example, when you've got, like, all these self-proclaimed geeks or nerds um, Mm. gatekeeping things because this (laughs) has become their whole identity. And so, like, if you're also pretty or cool or whatever they don't want you in their club because this is like their thing and you don't belong here because you're one of the the means you know but they end up being mean it's like this whole attitude thing or like um some former bullied nerd kids turn into like really misogynistic men you know like the guys Um, that are like i'm so nice to this girl why does she want to date me like yeah and so it's like (laughs) It's, it made me look at myself a little bit and realize that I had a little bit of that complex where I saw myself as like 100% just a victim. When I look mm. back, I'm like, all right, a little bit. Yeah, I was bullied. But at the same time, like, th- <laughs> I did need to learn how to be more tactful for one thing. <laughs> um, you know, I needed to learn how to fit into society a bit. And I have worked really hard on myself. I'm still a nerd. <laughs> and I'm still pretty <laughs> weird. But, you know, I at least acknowledge that there is some weirdness there. And I'm, I'm not going to pretend like it's, it's not there. Also, it made me look back and realize that I said some pretty mean things myself back then. And I think I felt justified because I thought I was the victim. But, like, one thing I felt guilty about since fourth grade... <laughs> Uh, there was this kid and he was just bugging me so bad and this kid had ADHD and he would go to the office I think once a day to get his prescription like to take his pill so anyway we were like bickering in class and my teacher was right there and he like I don't remember what he said to me I don't remember what the mean thing was that he said to me But I was like, oh, yeah, well, at least I don't have to go to the office and take a pill every day. (laughs) And, like, I saw nothing wrong with that until my teacher, all my teacher did was say, Asia. And, like, I instantly realized what I had just done. And the amount of guilt, I just was, like, wrecked. And, like, to this day. And sometimes I'm like, is this, like, some kind of justice that I have ADD? (laughs) (laughs) Like, it turns out that I had ADD that time, that whole time. (laughs) He was just actually getting treatment for it. (laughs) Yeah. Side note, I took a test recently and it was like, you have ADHD, you should see this doctor. And I was like, I want to, I just want to see mom on Adderall for one day. (laughs) Like, I just, I just need to know what it would be like if she were treated. (laughs) Okay, so thanks for joining us for our a millionth comeback episode (laughs) every episode is a comeback episode mostly rational these questions were a little they got a little heavy i was hoping it would be a little more funny (laughs) but i mean we could go back to you like jazz you like jazz (laughs) yeah that was pretty good watch us get sued by seinfeld um you think he owns that sentence donnie i'm a little worried now uh no if you watch uh john green's latest 
latest video, it explains that he probably doesn't, so. Wait, really? Mm -hmm. That's very convenient. <laughs> well, in, in, in any case, thanks for listening. If you would like to support the pod, you can become a patron, <laughs> probably our third or fourth, at patreon.com slash mostly rational. Even better than that, though, is reviewing and sharing the podcast with your friends. We are at mostly rational on Twitter, at mostly rational podcast on Instagram, and you can submit questions through our website, mostly rational podcast.com, or our email, mostly rational pod at gmail.com. Feel free to share jokes, stories, music, or whatever you want as well. If you'd like to tell us how you did in 2020 or anything else, you can leave a voice message by calling 1-330-886-CUBE. That's C-U-B-E or 2823. All right. Thanks again. Adios. Talk soon. <laughs>